Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am your host, Frank LaRosa, joined here again, once again, with the president of Elite Consulting Partners and co-host of Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa, the one and only Dale Dempsey. What's I up? love it. Co-hosts. Love it. Co-hosts. Howdy, y'all. How's, How's it going? going? So oh, for those, man. For those of you that are listening, you can check out our YouTube pod, our YouTube show, and you'll be able to see us and some of the wackiness that we... Today, we're both wearing suits. Or jackets, at least. It's not really suits, but this is like the stiff version of us now. Right? <laughs> Don't <laughs> worry if, casual. If, if you're only audio on this one. You're, you're not missing anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so today's an interesting episode, and this is something that Dale has been keeping a tally of, and so it's going to be quite interesting to see where this thing goes. But we're going to do a little bit of Mad Libs today, for those of you that are old enough to understand what that is. Uh, the younger generation <laughs> may not know what we're talking about. So anyway, I'm going to kick it off and I'm going to give it over to Dale. And he's basically had a list of, I don't want to call it wish list. It's sort of like a wish list of things that we've come across with with advisors where, you know, we get the proverbial like, you know, what I really need to make a move is I need this, this or that. And I don't know if there's anything out there, but this is what I really could use. And so Dale sort of kept a list because he likes to keep lists of things. But it also just goes into, you know, how we've been able to solve those problems for advisors. So, Dale, the floor is all yours. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So, actually, really, we asked advisors the question or like kind of like fill in the blank there. I wish my firm blank. And the responses were, I haven't seen all of them. So, this is this will be. All right. Let's <laughs> get I might it. have to skim over some of these, but. Let's get into but it. Yeah. Let's start right here from the top. So, actually, we rank these by how many we got. So number one, I wish my firm had capital or more capital to buy advisors' businesses. And I think this is probably leaning towards succession opportunities. And I guess give us some some details on this, but the answer is yes, there's a lot of firms out there that, that do this, right? Yeah, there are. And I think that depends on the audience, right? It depends on who's asking that question. If you're at a wirehouse firm or a retail W-2 firm, they have capital, but not necessarily for you, right? Like the capital that they're going to have is to recruit advisors to the office. Eventually, they'll have capital on a succession plan, but- you know, the way I look at those things is, yes, the firm is giving the capital to you. So you're now managing the, a book twice the size for a number of years. Let's just say it's twice the size, right? But half of that revenue that's being generated is going to the retiring advisor, right? And it's great for the retiring advisor, but you're, for a period of time, several years, working on more clients with more clients, and you're really not making that much more money. So it's it's a little bit of a shell game, right? What about like, Maybe private equity firms trying to get into the space. Did you see that as an upside for the advisor in these situations or am I way off on saying something? So, you know, private equity firms, I like to say there's private equity firms and then there's private investors. Private equity firms, yes, they have capital and you might be at a firm or you're talking to a firm 
right? Really, you're talking to a firm that says they have private capital to help you buy a business. But when you get, when you sort of look under the hood, what that really means is that they are buying the business on your behalf, okay? They're giving you what tends to be a lower payout because they want to return on their money, right? But then they say, yeah, but we own the book. Oh, right, right. This is the difference between investing in you as the advisor versus looking for immediate returns and investment right. purely on themselves. So, so okay. I'll give you one more example. So Ameriprise, and I'll just talk about them because I just did a phenomenal call with John Cutton from Cutton Wealth Management, who's a very, very large Ameriprise independent group. What Ameriprise does, as an example, and there are other firms that do this. I'm not putting Ameriprise on its high pedestal, right? But they will give them, they will give money to, unlike at a retail firm, They'll give money to the advisor. So they'll basically buy the, use the capital Ameriprise has by half of the financial advisor, the buyer, but the buyer only has to repay back 75% of the loan. Oh. Right. So it's a loan, okay. right? And yeah. it's, it's, you know, it could be a million dollars that maybe the, the buying advisor doesn't have that kind of money to do. So Ameriprise will give the capital. But what Ameriprise does that a lot of firms don't do, most firms don't do, is they discount the repayment. Right. So most firms say, oh, when, oh, yeah, no problem. You can use our capital. Here's a million dollars. You know, you owe us back a million dollars. Right. Ameriprise says you only owe us back 750. Hmm. So that helps. Yeah. But anyway, that's a sort of a. Um, that's, that's a good. The point, the moral of the story is there are lots of ways that firms provide advisors capital. Be mindful. If it sounds too good to be true, it generally is. We've had some situations recently where it sounded too good to be true and it generally. Is not coming to fruition there, but you know there are lots of ways to skin that cat and provide capital. But you know, providing capital is, means something different to every single firm. All right, so this was a close second. I wish my firm and somebody probably said this perfectly. We took that one. I wish my firm had a way to let us allocate one to five percent into crypto. Yeah, we've been getting that a lot. I put a, yeah. You you sort of dealt with that. Why don't you handle that? Because you you've dealt with that, and I'm asking that quick because I don't really still understand the whole thing. And Dale does, so I'm like kicking well, the can. Uh, I'm yeah, kicking the kicking the question. Say, I wouldn't say I'm an expert. You, you know, really, what I've found we is we helped somebody with that recently, right? It comes in in three major flavors. You know, a lot of firms will offer crypto funds, right? So these are some of these have, have DSIPs, right? And these are things that you can just allocate right into. Yeah, it's neat. they have ETFs. They have the the other flavor is is private placements, mm-hmm. right? So you know, there's quite a few that are doing that. And I think there's actually more firms that are doing private placements than than funds. And then you have, you know, like you're giving advice and actually managing a crypto wallet, which is like direct, direct. Frank's shaking his head. No, no. I don't understand that. Well, that's, I mean, that's really like- My 18-year-old son tells me about his wallet. I don't understand. I'm like, well, is it a wallet that you put in your pocket? Like, what is it? The way I think about it, it's the equivalent of- Like PayPal. Getting into your client's checking account okay. and being able to manage their cash for a fee. Didn't we move an advisor that wanted to or had a like a private fund, like a private crypto fund? Yes, that's true. They had, and it was a really it was a hedge fund. Hedge fund that yeah that that bought and sold crypto. Uh, well, so that was one of those where the guy came to us and said, "I don't know if I can even make this move. This is what I'm looking for." Yep. And to your credit, 
and Stacy Frank. Stacy, yeah, yeah. Stacy really she spearheaded that. Found the solution. You know, yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. Well, so the answer is there are solutions for all of the above. Yeah. Thankfully, but you know, really very few that will let you manage crypto funds directly in a wallet. You're really but getting there, into but a there different are solutions, space there. There are solutions out there, which is the moral of that story. There are solutions out there. Don't think, and we'll keep reiterating this message, if you're at your firm, you're unhappy because you want to do something and the firm has told you you can't do it, right? You can't do it is is a different answer than you can't do it here. Right. Right. That's right. right. That's right. That's two different answers. Yeah. Right. Like I can't do it or I can't do it here. So, you know, that's why I think we talk, people come to us and they ask us like, hey, I don't know if this is possible. Can I do this, this or that? What's the next one? Wish my firm had DocuSign. I laugh when I say Yeah, I know. Well, nowadays, like who who doesn't have? I, I wonder what firm that advisor is at. But that's there are some firms. Table stakes, look, right? there are some firms. It's table almost like table stakes now. And I think that the pandemic really pushed that that needle. It's like Zoom, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's, now it's like you book an appointment with somebody, and you have to ask them. So, are we doing an actual phone call, or or is this a Zoom? Right? Because I think default now is like Zoom. So right. you have to. Yeah, yeah there, there's a there's a phone call link and there's a video link. Actually, we just ran in that today. That's funny. Hey, by the way, I have noticed DocuSign exists. A lot of times, it's firm policy. I have noticed some cases where you know compliance or the attorneys get involved and say we don't really want DocuSign as part of our ACAP process yeah. or you know whatever it is. Well, that's important too because when advisors make a transition. The more documents you can have via DocuSign or you know sort of e-signature, right, the better. And there are some firms out there still that require paper wet signatures, yeah. which is crazy. And it's not that it doesn't work because it still works. I'm I'm sort of an old school guy. I did it the paper way, right, and file cabinets, and you drop paper, you know, documents, and all that. But you know, I think nowadays the clients have become now trained better how to use technology, and e-sig is one of those. Back in the, you know maybe. Two or three years ago, or with pandemic, it's gone by so fast. Maybe three, four years ago, one of the biggest concerns with a DocuSign or an e-signature was, you know, my older clients won't understand how to do it, and they're not going to sign in the right places, and it's going to be a problem, and you know, they're, it's going to go to their junk mail and all that stuff. We've sort of moved beyond that. So, right. What's yeah, the next question? Yeah. Wish my firm had competitive lending options. Yeah. That's one that, and again, what we, so you know, like an advisor says that to us, I say, well, it just depends on, do you want to get paid on it or not paid on it? Ooh, that's a great point. Right? Yeah. Big category, small category. Right. Yeah. There's two views on that. My view has always been lead with lending. We did a podcast on it. Oh, yeah. Lead with lending. Don't worry about getting paid on it or not. Right. Lead with lending because it's going to bring you a, a ton more assets. Yeah. Right. It's much easier to make a phone call to an ultra high net worth client who I'm telling you is borrowing money. Like, oh, and that's from, how they became that large. Right. So, yeah. And, you know, you're getting single digit rates right now, three, four, five percent. Well, if you're a sophisticated investor and you know that you can borrow at, at even five and turn that at 15 or 20, you're going to do that all day long. So, the question really is about, going to that that client saying, hey, how can I help you improve your lending, right? Let me improve your rate. Let me improve, lower your collateral requirements. Those types of things. You're giving, yeah. you're giving something, you're providing a solution 
to an ultra high net worth client without asking them, hey, move your million dollar account over here or $10 million account over here. If you can provide them a half a point lower on your rate and lower their their collateral requirement from, from 85% to 65%, right? And you say to them, but I need you to move over 10 million bucks. They'll do it. Like, because they know real fast how much money you're saving them. So yeah, in some in some cases I've seen, you know, like you're shopping multiple rates for a client. Mm-hmm. I think that's becoming more and more common and not just quote unquote my firm has this rate we can match or what you're going out really on the client's behalf to the street and being able to match rates. Yeah, and but you're better off if you're at a firm that's multi custody, right? You have the better opportunity to do that versus if you're at a wirehouse firm or retail and they're only it's their their lending terms and that's it. Not that they're not gonna be competitive. But if you look at why are RIAs and independent financial practices, one of the reasons why they're growing faster is because they could be more competitive with stuff like that. Not only advisory business, but lending as well. And again, if you lead with lending, it attracts the big assets. I wish my firm had unlimited product. Well, I mean, you can't get every yeah. manager on platform. I wonder if this came from an advisor who's like at a captive firm, maybe they have to have to use a certain insurance product or... Yeah, I think that without knowing who that was, what I hear in that, if I read between the lines, it's probably an advisor that's at a firm that has that's more conservative in terms of what products they're allowed they're allowing on the shelves or not. Some of that could be, what are those product providers paying them to be on the shelves? Oh, great point. Yeah. Right? What kind of you know residual payments and I'll just call it shelf space that they're paying for. And we see that there are certain firms out there that aren't, if you're an advisor that does a lot of alternative product business, private placements, you know, you're not going to Ameriprise, right? Like that's okay. It's nothing wrong with Ameriprise. It's just that you're not, you're not the right firm. And so if you're asking that question and you're at a particular firm, there's probably a better solution for you. You just have to understand what you're looking for, right? And then articulate what you need and how it's going to help you. And, you know, we can help you find it. I think advisors need to be careful with, I call it a a need to have, a want to have, and a would like to have. A would like to have, so that's the third tier, right? I always tell advisors to be really careful with that stuff. Because that's the cool sounds. It's like the shiny object, you know. But if it's not a core part of your business, maybe it's not for you, right? And but if it's a you know gotta have, like it's a non-starter. I deal with you know ultra high net worth clients, and I need a strong lending platform. I need to be able to do commercial lending. I need to be able to do collateralized loans. I need to be able to do non-recourse loans, right? There are certain firms that won't do a non-recourse loan. So if that's a core part of your business, then absolutely. But if it's like, hey, I knew a guy once and if I had a lending capability, I could have maybe gotten that candidate, that client. You're not moving to a firm because of that. I wish my firm had transparency on pricing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, there's a lot of ways we can go with this one. Um, Yeah, that's a tough one. But look, there's some benefits to just streamlining what you do as a business, as an advisor. And then there's, you know, there's like the unbundled version of the world where you get stuck on a line item, you know, but the answer is there's a lot of firms out there where you can literally get down granular to the cost on everything. Right. So what I would say is be careful what you wish for. You know, how many times have we 
talk to an advisor that wants to go independent, right? So they're W-2 and they're like, yeah, the firm's taking 60 cents of every dollar and I don't know where the money's going and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to go independent because I, there's so much more profit in there. And and then we take them, not that we take them independent, but we go through a, a pro forma. So our CFO will get on the call with them and walk them through pro forma of all the line items that is required to run a business, Right. And sometimes it overwhelms them. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, as it like, should, because it can be overwhelming. You know, there's like 37 line items, and they're going, and then they start feeling like, oh, I'm being now, I'm going to be nickel and dimed. Right. <laughs> like, you know, it's the opposite. So you have right. to figure out why do you care? Yep. Right. Sure. Why do you care? There are some firms out there that it's not that they're not transparent, like Stiefel, for instance, right? They just came out with a new independent model, which is pretty interesting, right? Right. But one of the smartest things that they did is they essentially are giving you one number to run the practice and a small like tech fee, which is nominal, right. and a marketing fee, right? Right. But it's pretty much- One number. One number. It's a payout. Right. And in that payout, whether it's an admin fee, a ticket charge, it's all baked in, right? I mean, LPL is doing something similar with their strategic wealth model, Yep. but- that's really the answer to that question, right? Let's yeah. be transparent. Okay, well, be transparent. Here's your top line number and that's it. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I love it. So one more. Well, yeah, I wish my firm had a way to go 1099. So I guess this advisor- well, I just answered that, right? Is, yeah. Well, okay, so- So that's, that's the advisor that is at a W-2 firm that, you know, understands, he's at a it, W-2 firm- he probably or she probably doesn't want to do a hell of a lot of lifting. Yes. Yeah, right? I've been here long enough to where it would take a massive amount of resources. I want to sit in my chair, but I want to be able to go 1099 and get the tax advantages. There are some firms that are out there that do that, right? It's just, again, you have to figure out what exactly are you asking? Last one. I wish my firm had client leads. And client leads. So yeah, I guess for the referrals, record, I guess Dale, I guess. Dale didn't like the answer to my last one. No, no, I like, uh, I like well, I didn't want to be yeah. redundant, but but okay, right. I mean, this one's a little bit unique, right? So client leads. Yeah, my first thought is, all right, so you want client leads. Well, there's a cost to that, but you know, but that's good because there's there's plenty of firms out there that that have that, whether it's CPAs or, yeah. you know, So we've gone shows. through that. Yeah, we've gone through that. And there's some, I'm not going to call them private equity firms. We'll call them aggregators. Right, where they're going out and buying up other firms, and one of their pitches is not the CPA kind of thing, right? But one of their pitches is you're going to come on board here, and we do all this marketing, and we get inbound lead flow, and we provide that lead flow to you, right? Which sounds awesome until they tell you what the payout is on that lead flow, right? It's a lower payout than what you normally be getting, and the firm might own the client, right? Because they're they're going to say, well, we're we're paying for marketing and SEO search and all that stuff. Right. So we yes, we're going to give you lead flow. Right. But, you know, we we own the business. And again, there's nothing wrong with that either as long as you understand what your wish list is. It's like asking a genie in the bottle the right question. Yeah, yeah. Your expectations are that – I mean, actually, so if your firm's giving you client lead flow, your expectation should be that they own the clients in the agreement and that they're getting revenue – for providing that. But if your question is, I wish I had a great marketing team to generate client interest and lead flow. Well, yeah, there's firms out there that, that's that, it, right. you know, that provide more, just more that. more broad, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Look, I think the moral of the story here for everybody, there's a couple things, right? Is number one, don't think that there's not a solution to what you're looking for, right? One of the reasons why we work with so many firms is because we want to make sure that we never come across an advisor who says, I wish I could do this, right? And we then come back to them and say, we couldn't find, we couldn't help you. Like it's never happened. It's never right? happened. It's never happened. And I hope it never will happen, knock on wood. But that's number one. I will say number two is be careful what you wish for, right? And understand why you're ask, why you're wishing for it. Is it because it's a cool, nifty sort of idea, right, that you can talk about when you're playing golf with your buddies? Or is it something that's really going to be accretive to your business? Because that's really what it comes down to. And then number three, and this is definitely self-serving, right, work with a firm like ours that's going to help you walk through the opportunities, but more importantly, help you peel the onion back and question you about why. What I think we what we do really well, I think, is we get you to understand, and anybody you're working with, this is what you should be doing, really get you to think about what you're saying, right? Like, let's think about that, to your point. Is it that you're looking for someone to hand you leads or are you really looking for someone to really just provide a better branding and marketing support team for you to sort of do your own thing? There's a difference. And there are different firms that that fit into those two different buckets, right? Because the one firm that provides leads, they're probably not going to help you with much branding at all because all of the branding effort that they have is going to go into their own brand, not your brand. Yeah, and we're hoping our contribution to that is helping you figure out which one is best for you and your your ongoing vision right. for where the business is headed. Which is ultimately what our what our goal is. So I appreciate that, Dad. That was awesome. That was quite interesting. Keep the list going. Thanks everybody for joining us. Good conversation again, once again with Dale Dempsey. If you're listening to us on our podcast, you should go check out the YouTube channel of I Just Talk with Frank LaRosa. If nothing else, just to to see what our makeshift little podcast looks like. But we are building a new one, so it's going to be pretty exciting as we continue to expand our, our office. Don't forget to leave a comment, you know, five-star rating, smash that like button, and we appreciate it very much. Thanks for all the emails, all the support, all on social media. Don't forget to follow me on, on Instagram at franklarosa.elite or Elite Consulting Partners as well on Instagram and Facebook. And we appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.